why are we like continuing to put ourselves in this situation where we know kids are passing out kids were hitting their head and like some had to go to the hospital and stuff and so we were literally taught at one point how to catch our neighbors Welcome to Champagne is Also Banned Podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box Studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Welcome to Champagne is Also Banned podcast. I'm here today for episode five, and I have a special guest. It's uh, it's Sean Newman from Jupiter Styles. Hey, What's Sean. Up? Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks good. For me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm really excited because we're going to take this opportunity to listen to a Jupiter Styles song. Awesome. And uh, the the song that we're going to listen to is Baby Steps. But first. Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, kind of tell everybody what bands you've been in, yeah. and uh, you know, this is if you heard Camila's uh, <laughs> last one, you knew there was an extensive list. Well, there is some overlap here, but there's also an extensive list too for Sean, and uh, the bands that he is currently in or has played in the past is uh, this one, Jupiter Styles, and Single Player, and nectar and currently in rat boys playing bass and uh easter mm-hmm. so that i mean lots of champagne bands. yeah <laughs> yeah well and and um easter's now back with the uh special death yeah and, yeah i mean kyle renamed yeah kyle death. yeah mm-hmm. sorry kyle i've never met you but i <laughs> i apologize great. because i try to keep track <laughs> He's of these forgetting, things don't worry <laughs> excellent excellent without further ado let's listen to the song baby steps off the album be good Um, And it was just released in July, Mm -hmm. so this is really fresh. And uh, so, here we go. Here is Baby Steps.
Well, that was an excellent song. Um, Thank you. And it's also the final track on the album, and um, a, a good long ten songs. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I, I guess I can jump in kind of with my first impressions because sure, um, it's uh, it, it's definitely a departure from your earlier or, or most of most of the bands that you play in. I mean, there's a little bit of. Um, there's there's definitely some Rat Boys influence, but um, I mean, this song, if I heard correctly, it's just your voice, mm-hmm. and it's an acoustic guitar, yeah. and it's a slide guitar, yeah. Um, so there's no drums. There's you know just this. It's very like scaled back and very um, thoughtful. And thank you. I I mean I think that it's just it, it's like a wonderful not departure makes it sound as if oh yeah you need to be leaving <laughs> Done with that. but no <laughs> yeah. i i mentioned um in in the uh episode with camila that mm-hmm. i was like this is kind of the maturation of cool of that's, single that's player which you. it's like i mean you want it to do that but i also yeah. think it's it's like yeah i i, I don't know it, it just seems like you made some very interesting choices in the entire album thank you to uh, especially the addition of the slide guitar because I think that mm. that just adds these yeah. new elements that you know I wasn't you and, don't necessarily expect yeah and I like wanted that in there so badly and I didn't know anyone who played slide, a pedal steel or slide guitar yeah and we were recording it and my friend Seth Engel who recorded it and recorded uh. the actual actually recorded the last single player album at the buzzer um and he was like asking me how i felt about the song and i was like because we thought we were done with it and i was like i don't really know if i like the way it feels i've always like imagined in my head that there would be a pedal steel here and like i knew the parts and everything that i would play but i don't know how to play it i don't know anyone who plays it that was available right then right and seth was like oh my friend nick knows how to play like you've met nick before right and i was like no i've never met nick and so seth calls nick and he comes over uh nick comes over in like 20 minutes or so it was like nice. right afterwards and nick sits down and plays pedal steel and it just fit perfectly and it was just a awesome. beautiful like recording moment where you're like oh shit worked out <laughs> that's awesome. great and and uh you're actually isn't isn't today being not when this is actually mm-hmm. released but today that we're recording august 9th mm-hmm. um this is the first uh concert in kicking off a tour isn't that yeah, correct it's the like, first so. out of town show for jupiter style so it's a really nice thing it's kind of nice to and fitting to have it in champagne too where i mean some of these songs were written in champagne or in urbana technically but uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you could just say champagne rules. urbana <laughs> yes it's yeah, all yeah. good but yeah. it's I mean, I mean that's where a single player really sort of became what it was and yeah. so I don't, it, it's fitting to kind of have this new life of music or new, or new like birth of a like kind of a solo project being kicked off in Champagne, where it was basically the home of single player for all those nice. years. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very excellent. Um, I guess. So kind of back to the song, was mm-hmm. there like, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. Um <laughs> I'm sure you'll be very underwhelmed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it, 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 you know, people have started with, uh, with just 
kind of random imagery and have it mm-hmm. still work out. So it's not like, <laughs> even if there's not this impressive story, although I feel mm. like there may be a good story behind this, like what started this, but I don't know. Mm. Um, but this, I mean, it, the way that I see it is also kind of um, like, this is definitely one of those coming of age stories mm. kind of thing, but also in the same way, like the growth of like your own belief system and, yeah. and um like what exactly does it mean to have faith mm-hmm. in a certain way and um or even uh like a development of a lack of faith which mm-hmm. I, I i don't know i just I, I i don't know if that's actually the truth but i mean <laughs> there's a certain sense of uh like when we're younger that there's like this naivete that will just kind of swallow anything mm-hmm. although i do believe that there is something they said for the flexibility of a child's brain to be able to mm-hmm. accept and be able to kind of assimilate that information and yeah. then take take Way the time to than like we give credit for <laughs> yeah to give them that time to process because mm-hmm. it it's you know uh, you're, that opening line when I was younger I thought everyone was dead and then second line but they were all closing eyes and bowing heads and mm-hmm. I was just like oh that just reminds <laughs> me of being five or six in, yeah, and like, in what church the hell is and like doing what right <laughs> why what's going on yeah well they uh the song's kind of about uh i went to a catholic grade school and that's where i met like all my friends who i consider like basically fam like they're like cl- as closer closer than family you know like yeah to some point and they so we were forced to go to church every single wednesday and oh. the church was connected to the school but it didn't have at least i don't know if it had any ventilation but it it if it did have ventilation it was the worst ventilation like known (laughs) to man like it was it just got so hot and muggy in there and the whole school would gather so like there was like 100 kids in my grade so that's one grade you know at least like 800 you know i don't know how many people fit into church you know a lot of people are like packed into this church you know you go to a basement show and you're packed in with a lot of people you're like oh it gets a little hot down here so like you pack that many hundreds of people into a church every wednesday and so with this like it was just no ventilation no like fans or anything running people would pass out like really like left and right at least they it got to the point where they uh, had wheelchairs like lined up in the hallways and school nurses like on basically on not on call, but like on the ready, like waiting at really? kind of near the exit with the wheelchairs. Yeah. Because they were expect it got to the point where they were just expecting people to pass out. Wow. And so it was like, what are we doing? Like, why are we like continuing to put ourselves in this situation where we know kids are passing out, kids were hitting their head and like some had to go to the hospital and stuff. And so we were literally taught at one point how to catch our neighbors so like you'd be sitting there and it was always it always happened it was like like a half hour into church i this is so bad because i go to catholic school and now i don't remember what the parts of the mass were called but like the you know you right before you'd get the eucharist where like you'd be kneeling down getting up Mm -hmm. kneeling down you kind of did that a couple of times and then you'd go up to get the eucharist come back kneel down say like a prayer or whatever and sit down again and then it was kind of like the closing ceremony yeah so like in all that like kneeling down sitting up kneeling down sitting up after sitting there still for like a half hour in this heat people would pass out always at this point in mass and so like they got to the point where they were like okay this is how uh we should be all be prepared like in church 
this is how you catch somebody when they faint and like you know like cradle the back of their head like make sure they don't hit their back of their head or their neck or anything and wow. you know like wave call an adult over <laughs> it's like this whole process like what are we doing wow so, well and i'm sure that the kneeling probably doesn't help because exactly, you get all the yeah. blood to pool in uh, your kne- anyway and you're like, sorry you're like, like, like s- medical and stuff no but like you're like you know cutting off the circulation <laughs> yeah. i guess in some way by like forcing all your body weight on your kneecaps and like not letting any like blood go past your legs so this wasn't a fancy church that had the kneeling bar they or did whatever. but it was oh. like you know it was like i mean it was cheap for what oh, it was yeah. like i mean it wasn't like you're sitting on like a bed of flowers but like right you know, but it was right. like i i mean you're putting all that weight on there and stuff but it was just this crazy thing so i guess a lot wow. of it was like dealing with like the ridiculousness of going to a catholic church and going to a catholic school and kind of being forced to go through all these ceremonies and all mm. these like traditions and stuff like that even though it's putting our physical health at risk yeah it, it was just kind of wild and my friend josh would pass out every well, week i just saw <laughs> like I every just, week i was just thinking <laughs> was i'm like insane. for some reason i i had i had def, uh, definitely like the second verse mm-hmm. I, at, and maybe that's what i do is i always think that when it's when it's like a one verse it's like the past uh-huh. if it has two verses oh, sure, it's yeah. like it's the and past like and, then the, forward in the second and then the second one is is either yeah mm-hmm. looking for well if it's got three then it's you know present <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, past present and future <laughs> acts, but um to three but that's yeah so i was totally thinking about like when you grow up and you get to be uh you know you're in college and you start mm-hmm. you know you know start drinking and yeah, yeah you know that kind of thing and that's totally what i was thinking like in the second verse but now that I, when you were describing talking about passing out and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, I was like, "Oh, Josh was probably <laughs> yeah, so." Josh, Josh is actually a real person. Josh was just I love that. Up by God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would. He, um, it got to the point where Josh uh, had to sit. There was this like, uh, there was gosh. this extra room uh, into like there was the church and then this kind of extra side room where I think they would do like small, you know, like those expedited masses every once in a while, like half hour right. masses. If you went at a certain time or, you know, if like someone is with special needs needed to like sit in us, like uh, somewhere that right. not as fitting as a pew, like not as like hospitable as a pew. So they'd go sit in there and it would be a more comfortable room. And that was air conditioned or at Whoa. least a lot cooler and a lot like away from all these hundreds of people. So yeah. it was like more air to breathe, I guess. Yeah. So Josh had to sit in that room every single week after at a certain point because they were like, yo, you're passing out like every week, dog. We got to put you in this room. And so him and our friend Kevin Crawl. uh, had to, Kevin Crawl had to like sit with him. He was like his guardian, basically. Oh. It was like, yo, Kevin, go in there, make sure Josh doesn't die. Like, if yeah. he passes out, run out, grab us. We'll like bring a cart or something, or like or oh. bring a wheelchair, take him to the nurse's office, give him some fruit snacks and water, and get back, pat him on the back, and get him on his way. Oh my gosh, give him some ec- what is it, ecto cooler? Yeah, I don't they know. They had those back in the day. Um, <laughs> comes back with like oh, that top was on that his head. that might have been before your time. I don't yeah, know I don't how know. old you are, but I'm an old man. <laughs> you know, I actually love having these discussions mm-hmm. with people because it's like obviously my interpretation is just going to be based upon my own worldview and my own development yeah, as i was excited to hear faith. what you thought and yeah. um it, it's it's all working on these contrasts and you know i i also went to a parochial school for mm-hmm. for high school and that was where i actually got a sense of of what faith was and mm-hmm. what what believing and and uh uh, kind of what they like fellowship and that kind of thing. It it is interesting, you know. I look at you know 
when I grew up, I prayed that he'd love every one of them. And I mean, that's certainly something that we can say about most religion yeah, is that, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to overgeneralize and I'm not saying anything no, not wrong with, with uh, faith in general, but when you get to these points at which there are contradictions, that's mm-hmm. where where it's like this this is something that we they are loved but they are not loved um yeah, is exactly. um is really distressing to yeah. me and especially I, when you look at especially like i, I like uh, most religions are generally the same they focus on mm-hmm. at least the uh christianity right uh, like monotheism and, yeah yeah where it's like yeah saying? you're yeah. focusing on like one like i guess father figure kind of god yeah. and they're all the same, but there's just these little minute differences based on, you know, like social diversions right. and stuff like that. Mm. So it's like, there's all these, like, like you were saying, like, oh, you love this person, but you don't love that person. Why is that? Is that because of faith or is that because of like, you know, like you didn't get along with your neighbor at some point in history or something, you know, like, so right. yeah, it's kind of dealing with that crazy notion of like preaching this thing of love, but not actually loving everybody and you know, hoping that, you know, everyone can, can get along at some point. I know that's like an idealistic view, yeah. like it's extremely idealistic, well, but. Well, it's interesting as you're leading into that, because it's, as I grew up, I learned that love takes some baby steps, mm-hmm. you know, which is, is interesting because I think of, well, how much, how much is that more of a symbol of what love really should be? Is yeah. that you uh, accept the fact that it may take people sometime to get to that place of where course. they can see that and i yeah. just think that that I, I don't know if that's how you intended it but that's how i was looking at it like because yeah. you know you parallel that with this i'm sorry go ahead. oh no no go ahead uh, sorry I, well you parallel that with the the end of the second verse with the i'll shut my mouth and fold my hands and take my baby steps mm-hmm. it's like taking baby steps to finally meet in the middle with you know with those that you may maybe disagree with but your own growth to somehow make that connection with another person and to be able to homogenous isn't the right word, but to, to be, to be able to exist in the same space and not yeah. drive each other nuts. I, yeah, I, I was don't know. Maybe that's, yeah. No. Yeah. I was going to say that line about, you know, love just takes some baby uh-huh. steps is sort of the answer to what I was, what we were both talking about, about like, maybe that's an idealistic thing that like, he or whatever anyone can love anybody like why can't we all like love everybody well it takes work you know and so yeah. like it's gonna take baby steps to get to that point and then yeah i guess that next line about like me taking my baby steps i i was sort of looking at it in a way where it's like i'm not gonna be able to fix these problems so i gotta yeah. like you know you like you know we watch all these movies and tv shows or books and you know like all these things are about like you know like the link in zelda character it's like oh this one little boy is gonna go like save the earth or little girl's gonna save the earth or something and it's like you can i don't know my grandma taught me that like you got to worry about like cleaning up your own backyard quote unquote before you worry about your Mm. neighbor's backyard and it's like you got to make sure like you're a good person and that you're being good and that you are being respectful and kind is is as nice as possible as you can be to those around you and that's what's going to make a difference and for like for you know like people like you and me like we're not in like a position of well i don't i sorry i don't want to speak for you but like i'm not in like a congressional position i can't like start making 
or I, I'm not in like yeah. a world well, last religion. Time I checked, I'm, yeah. I'm not in a congressional <laughs> position, but who knows? Yeah, I just want to make sure. Who knows no, what November you know, will I'm bring? I'm not like leading a world religion right now. I can't make a sweeping change with like the snap of my finger. Yeah. So I need to like focus me. I know my role in the world. I know my role in society and I know my role in space that I need to focus on being kind to those and around me and making a difference in their daily life. And yeah. I've had a lot of experiences in my life that have taught me that lesson over and over and over again. It was kind of smacking me in the face. Hmm. And I just kind of, you know, I, I, I think I was do, I was like acting on it, like learning about that mm-hmm. and like kind of like acting on the lesson I was learning through all those experiences. But I really wasn't, my eyes weren't open to realizing that that's what I was learning and that's what I was doing and trying to practice. And so, yeah, I, don't, I guess maybe just writing it down this time, whether it was in this song or in this album yeah. or something, it was just like, you know, you should like make a little contract with yourself to like be a good person and, you know, just be nice to people. And I think that's, <laughs> sorry, I kind of like started rambling. No, I, I mean, like going back to that line, it's like, you got to just like do what you can do. And, you know, it's tough. <laughs> you just got to put in the work and be nice. Well, it's certainly something that I think more people right now especially in this yeah, kind yeah. of climate mm-hmm. need to uh all over the world this, need yeah, to be yeah. thinking about and um the only thing that I, I find interesting is you know your your refrain you know if we're gonna mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're gonna go back to hymnal terminology no, sure. right yeah, the refrain it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. um it's like i was younger then i was younger then and and maybe i'm interpreting it wrong too mm-hmm. but i was like is it is it dismissive or is it like like, are you dismissing your your younger self, or are you think, lamenting your younger self? Yeah, I think it's more dismissive of what was going on around me and the fact, like we were talking about, like yeah. you know, children's minds are so malleable and so flexible yeah. and can kind of be formed like putty in a way, like into like kind of what the parent or what the authority figures around, like whether it's like a teacher, or like a priest, or you know, you can kind of like yeah. form a kid's mind into believing certain things. I mean, we see that through parenting, we see it through to the other extreme like cult leaders and stuff like Mm -hmm. you know like taking young kids and teaching them something and then they believe that that's you know that's how things should go and i was kind of just realizing that like kind of like that where we were talking about where there's not like a singular answer to all these things where we're talking about with all these different religions you know there's all these different ways to reach this one point Hmm. at the top and it's it was sort of a dismissive of like like oh we were sitting in church and passing out and like you know someone could have like it's it's to the extreme again but like someone could have actually got hurt like people were hitting their heads and like bleeding right. and stuff like uh. it was like this crazy thing and it was like why are we doing this it's just because everyone thought we had to like the teachers thought it was their responsibility to put us in church and like you know we had there was this set thing we had to go do it on wednesdays and it was like right i don't know who said that we had to but we just did and you hmm. know maybe like that isn't always like what we have to do or you know the lessons that we were learning like you were saying like you preach these things of love but in practice maybe you don't love everybody and it's like maybe we don't have to do that maybe like when i was learning that i was i was younger and it was like a stupid lesson i was i was younger than i can just you know i didn't know any better it was kind of like sweep that away like i don't need to like worry about that anymore i know now that like what's hmm. the right thing to do or what's the right way to think about things not like i don't want that to be like a message shitting on all of catholicism or all of christianity right. or anything like that because i mean there's value in all of these religions any religion that you pick but 
it's yeah it's just that like kind of sweeping away of like oh i was younger than i didn't realize that i was being kind of forced into going sitting here in this like heat box or sweat right. box or whatever for like an hour each week kind of at risk with everybody else around me well it's funny the first two episodes that i recorded in here uh we had actually our air conditioning had had just <laughs> died so it was like i had the the fan above yeah, was like yeah. cranked up and i had a fan in here just blowing on the guest and mm-hmm. we were just both like uh, well and and of course elizabeth majuris mm. her her favorite thing hot black tea wow so, so we're sitting <laughs> there i'm like eat it up. <laughs> i mean i don't know if I, I don't know if she was actually interested in yeah, drinking yeah. the black tea but and i don't know if i was just like you're gonna drink this black tea because that's the idea that we're gonna no i have no idea but um no i mean just absolutely wonderful amazing yeah yeah uh, is a person and very very talented Actually, I'm going to go ahead yes, and like, I, well, I have this, I'm totally tearing into this hostess you. now that I mentioned that. <laughs> hostess. But, um, well, now hostess. I'm the hostess. Did you just say yes, what I was hoping? I, to maybe. I think our minds are going to the same place. Sven but, got this uh, little ho-hos. Got a box of ho-hos for me because I eat like a four-year-old. And it that's, was, I had McDonald's right. today and then I drove down to eat nice. ho-hos with you. <laughs> Well, you know, hey, I'm gonna hey, die by take a couple, by take a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, if you want. appreciate it. Um, I'm halfway through one right now, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Yes. So, um, <laughs> I mean, okay. So, was there? <laughs> I love it. We could have like the crinkles part of the. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the sound. Um, so was was there a particular decision? It's funny because I do, I do look back on your tenure as single player mm-hmm. um and the style that you play um that that there were a few songs off of at the buzzer that had like a clean guitar mm-hmm. um but it was always electric so it was very yeah. stunning i don't know i stunning i don't know if that's the right word no, or whatever yeah, yeah but it was it was uh shocking Utterly to jarring. um <laughs> to hear an acoustic Mm-hmm. um play and especially without any drums or percussion and just very stripped down but very like that gives you so much more of that uh that intimate sen- sense yeah. of um connecting with the it was a very singer songwriter thing to do at that point where it's just like look it's just us we're going to talk about this yeah. i'm going to share something about my life and it's just like just come here listen and i i, I don't know and the fact that it kind of caps the end of the album is yeah. very um i was but, so, yeah i was yeah. so excited to get that like kind of like intimate you know this is a singer songwriter thing kind of vibe going with that mm-hmm. especially because i mean every one of these songs all i mean i would guess virtually every single player song was me with either like i would figure when i figured it out on guitar i would be figuring it out on an acoustic guitar in my bedroom sitting cross-legged on my bed or something you know like i would so like all these songs that ended up being kind of like fast punk songs or quick punk songs or something like that were really at the root of it just i could play them with open chords and when i would play single player shows solo i would play them like open chords kind of slower and Mm. kind of like draw them out and kind of share that kind of like singer songwriter style that's behind not that that's Mm. a stop but you know you know what i mean it's like more of softer and more like yeah I don't know. Well, I mean, you're not you're not doing bar chords. Is is yeah, instead yeah. you're doing like an open G chords. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Um, 
But so was this, was this, ri- I mean, it sounds like your mm-hmm. process is to write it on the acoustic and yeah, come out with. I think this song's so, from like 2015, if I had oh, to wow. remember right. Did um, you ever play it as single player or? No, but it was, this album was actually recorded as, at in the time where it was, I was like, oh, this project's still going to be called single player. But then when we were recording uh, it, I was like, this sounds a little bit different. And I've wanted to get away from the single player name for many many years basically since the project started wow so i was just like kind of like oh this is a good time to pull the trigger on it you know but all right but i'm glad that like we're talking about this song and i appreciate that because this is kind of the song that like you were saying kind of like is a little bit more distinctive than a lot of the sounds on single player records and stuff like that so very cool well and so do you usually start with just guitar chords or do you have a melody or it's words it's, melody it's weird. i was just guitar. talking with uh my friend tim uh actually on his podcast about this that uh mm. we like i grew up in a house where my mom was working full-time during the day or sorry my dad was working full-time during the day my mom was working full-time during the night so i always had to be quiet Mm. and so like you i couldn't just like blast an amp or something like that you know because someone's always sleeping so i would always have to not have to but oh yeah i guess i'd have to but like i would just be singing melodies in my head or something or like you know if i was like cooking eggs or something i'd just be singing about cooking eggs or something to myself like a crazy person but you know so i'd be doing stuff like that or a really good place to like sort of write a song is in the shower because like that white noise of like water washing kind of like well, wipes out you like know you hear yourself you exactly have a very yeah good, good acoustics yeah. and stuff it's like very relaxing you're not like worried about you kind of like locked in this little box and mm-hmm. it's you know you're not really like thinking about anything else and it's a nice place to like actually get some thinking done and stuff so i i, I would write a lot of melodies just singing to myself doing everyday things hmm. and then i would go and figure them out on the guitar i would like sing one of the notes for one of the lines in the song or something and i'd like extend it out a little bit so i could eventually find it on the guitar because yeah. i am possibly the world's worst guitar player of all time so i would have to like really? go find the note on there yeah i'm pretty bad i'm getting a little bit better now with more practice So was Baby Steps, was that one that you had the melody first or the it, words first? I think it might have It might have been uh, something where I was playing guitar and kind of like figured it out at the mm. moment. But I think the melody came first and then I sort of realized like, oh, these chords go underneath it. And I think if I went back, I would guess that the re- first like recording of the idea was me with a guitar. Because it is cool. like that guitar is a pretty, I mean, it's not the thing in the song obviously the melody is like the driving force of that song right. but like it's pretty important in there too so it'd be kind of weird if i was just yeah came up with that so melody on its own i do I notice one thing um i mean i guess i'll have to listen tonight at your show wow. to see if this is how how it is but <laughs> mm-hmm. so you said the person that recorded at the buzzer is the same person yes, that recorded they'd be good okay yeah, yeah. um so do you so how often do you do like 
uh, double tracking and stuff like that over your voice or oh that's a he, huge thing yeah oh okay. uh, double trap tracking and triple or quadruple tracking the voice i think okay. my voice sounds okay I, I think I've learned over the years of recording myself, whether like, uh, are you there? Which is what a single player album was yeah. recorded on eight track. So was my, or so was could care less, which was recorded on the same eight track, um, as single player. And I was learning in those processes that like, if I double track or triple track my voice, it kind of pierces through the yeah. rec- through the, vo- like I, especially in, mm. there's a song called where did Brian go on at the buzzer. Yeah. And there's times where like I hold a single note out with my voice in that song and it's like triple or quadruple track. I don't know how many tracks are recorded right. on there, but like when they all kind of balance out and land on the exact same part of that note together, it's like a, a sword going through yeah. the music, which is something where it's like, I don't have much to work with, with being like a, pretty mediocre guitarist and like mm. i've got these melodies i guess that i can write like not shitting i'm not to like fish for a compliment or something but like i was like i just shrugged yeah i, I know yeah I, so I'm i guess i could have just won past this that is not the <laughs> podcast for compliments <laughs> yeah, i'm sorry okay. it's a podcast yeah. for ho-hos and pbr that's it <laughs> that's right enjoy um, <laughs> your ho-ho uh i am thank you but like <laughs> but yeah the, like the vocal melody and w- recording that vocal melody in a way where that's going to come through and leave a lasting impression that's my that's my mm. weapon of choice i guess when it comes to writing a song well, i was gonna ask because it it I was gonna. I was wondering if the the person that recorded you was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just gonna throw a little bit of that like phaser or flange on top of it. Yeah, which is sure. exactly. They, he might have, but I, I have mean, no clue. I, I yeah, but I mean, I don't know anything. What about you're it. describing, <laughs> if you're gonna like quadruple track something, uh-huh. that's that's basically what oh, like what chorus and flange For are sure, doing yeah, in yeah. the phase, and you know. So I was. So I was trying to figure out what what maybe the technique was that was pulling that out, and oh, I thought I think it, maybe it was because yeah. the the same recording person was like, you know, this works for his voice. No, I think well, but, it, it, in a way, yeah, because like Seth and I have worked together. Seth mm. and I have known each other since I was a kid. You know, like since we grew up in the same music scene in yeah. the South Chicago area. Well, he's from Philadelphia, but he when he moved mm. went to college in Chicago. That's where I met him when I was in high school. I was gonna ask you like mm-hmm. if there was actually. Um, if you did actually have like a punk version of this song at all that you've ever no, played, but I was like, I imagine that, you know, <laughs> instead of that, that guitar strum uh-huh. is that, you, you know, do you doing that all as like the downstroke yeah. guitar, like you're giving me some jit, ideas, jit, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of. Well, it's um, funny because we're um, right now. I'm touring as a two piece with my friend uh, Dan Rio from the Reptilian is playing drums with me, and we we're trying to figure out like. We had to get really creative with ways to play some of these songs as because you know i'm gotcha. the only one playing string i'm playing a guitar yeah and so we had to really figure out a lot of ways to do stuff so mm. yeah i wish we would have thought about we were thinking about like a way to do this song as like maybe bringing an extra guitar for him to do slide stuff over but uh, it just seemed like too much stuff to bring so. i'd be yeah i don't know i would imagine that that could be a really good one with uh you know, like some mallets and, mm-hmm. and, and like, what are you, soft mallets? Yeah, and, and yeah, like, I've played and, it, uh, um, cymbals. Yeah, I've played it as a uh, the four piece. Uh, in like when, when there's shows in Chicago, another yeah. group of people will, like, I mean, I, 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 there's kind of a wide range, it's just like single player was, where a wide range of people are kind of like helping out and playing live and stuff mm. like that. So the release show at uh, Subterranean in Chicago, we played this song and we, it, it was really nice because Dave Sagan, who plays guitar on some of the songs on Be Good, 
he played this kind of he had kind of like he's really good at like doing a lot of country stuff he plays in rap boys so he's got yeah. he's got that feel mm-hmm. for like that kind of music and stuff and julia's got the f- kind of feel for like all the harmonies that kind of go along with those like that kind of oh. like stuff julia she, from rap boys yeah as yeah well. but yeah. Did, uh, no i was gonna say so she was singing with you at yeah the, like in wow. the yeah so it was just they made it sound beautiful and so it is yeah. it is nice when it's like a four piece because you can kind of like expand on all the parts and stuff mm. and it it gets a little bit more upbeat and it's kind of fun but like cool but yeah by with me and dan we were like i don't know if we could do this song because <laughs> it's right. just like kind of an awkward point to just like drop out everything and play the song right with just a guitar and well especially with just an electric guitar but yeah i could see like some <laughs> some like you know three-part vocals on that mm. on your chorus or, yeah oh, i'm sorry the refrain yes oh yes <laughs> speaking <laughs> oh yeah i should have been calling them stanzas <laughs> yes. i'm like Excuse oh me. in the first stanza where yes. you mentioned the stanza okay one. <laughs> yes. so so you're you're starting tour mm-hmm. and is it is it just gonna be you and dan going uh, around me or? and dan and we're meeting up with our friends in this band called treadles they're from new orleans and they yeah, they uh, they played in Oxford, Mississippi, and then St. Louis to get up here to Champaign, and then hmm. the, now we're gonna drive back to Chicago, all stay together, get into their van, and go around the country, nice. or around the East Coast part of the country and some of the Midwest at least, and then hmm. this crazy thing where Ian from Treadles, the drummer in Treadles, is drumming on the next Rap Boys tour, which starts nice. the day after our tour ends right now. So we our last show is in Birmingham, Alabama, and so Dan will fly back to Kalamazoo. Me and Ian will take a bus to Nashville to meet up with Julia and Dave and get into their car, and then we're going to go on a full U.S. tour for about a month. Uh, Didn't you just get back from a Rat Boys tour? Yeah, they I mean, tour a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, All it's right. fun though, you know, because I can work from the road, so it's kind of like oh right. Yeah, so it's I don't know, it's nice that I can just. I want to be on tour every day of my life if possible, but really, yeah, it's, it's so I just you're not feel, a homebody. No, well, when I'm home, I am. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I like to just Fair sit enough. in my room and play video games or watch TV or some shit. But yeah, you know, I don't go out very much or anything when I'm just at home by myself. But on the road, I really like. I don't know. It's just it feels like the place where I belong and feel most comfortable is like touring and meeting all these people and well and like music yeah and and rat boys you Mm -hmm. you went international you were europe and italy and i think well yeah we're i'm trying to remember all the places i saw posted on yeah we went through all like or most of europe and then went to like the uk and then up into like switzerland sweden and stuff and then back down through Mm. germany and to we flew flew into Prague, flew out of Prague for that you tour. That was did like go to month. Amsterdam though, right? Uh, we no, we had a layover in Amsterdam on the way there. So oh, I saw okay. the Amsterdam airport. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street, located in the old train station building at 100 North Chestnut Street in downtown Champaign, has been helping to build record collections since 2004. Carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old school gaming devotee. Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week. They can be reached by phone at 
217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. You, you have quite quite the side gigs going on. Um, yeah, I gotta you know, make money somehow. <laughs> well, I mean, you, uh, you freelance write for mm-hmm. Vice and uh, Rolling Stone and mm-hmm. ESPN yeah, and... Yeah. I think you just posted something, so those names are all fresh in my yeah, head yeah. or something. But um, <laughs> so, how did you? Is that is that? Did you mean to get into journalism um, as a? Not as a kid, but when I needed to pick something to go to college, I was like, I know I'm good at writing stuff, and I'm bad at math, which I think oh. is about ni- like it was kind of a joke in journalism school where it's like, yeah, everyone's here because they're bad at math kind of thing. Like we didn't know what else to do. And that was like very much the truth for me, Hmm. but it turned into the, like I very quickly realized like, Oh, this is a valuable profession that I can kind of, you know, I can cover sports. I was raised in a sports family. I love sports to death. I can cover sports or I can work at this local public radio station and cover like my community around me. I can write about music, which I love. So you can just like, kind of pick what you want to cover or kind of like where you want to direct your career to. And in addition to that, uh, being a freelancer, I'm not stuck to one beat. So I'm not like, you know, I'm not covering the courts of Chicago. Right. Like I don't, I'm not restricted to one thing being a freelancer. So uh, it's kind of this nice thing where I can still use it to be flexible and kind of bend it to my interests and stuff. So it's kind of yeah. nice. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're very fortunate in terms of Extremely it being fortunate. in the, in the way that media is, yeah. is, or is, I was going to say is fed to people. Yeah. No, but I meant like <laughs> Sometimes um, distributed yeah. to people is what I was thinking. I, it, yeah, yeah. It was the, I looked at the ho-ho and I thought yeah. fed, oh. but um, <laughs> no, but just that there's so many venues that as you can distribute it back to them or, or return yeah, yeah. it to them digitally mm-hmm. and then they can just kind of do their quick editing or whatever they do. They may even just plop it in there, but yeah, yeah. they can distribute it pretty quickly yeah and you get a lot really of nice. a, a lot of eyes on it yeah that's um kind of the craziest thing so <laughs> i i mean i th- i think that's you know what a fortunate time to be able yeah, to yeah. be like someone that tours and can truly yeah like yeah. uh the if the personal hotspot on iphones didn't exist i oh. wouldn't have a career <laughs> in anything because like yeah. i'll be sitting in the back of the car with rap boys and stuff will be on like a eight hour drive or something like that right. and i'll just you know, that's my eight hour work day. I'll just sit in hmm. the car on my computer, like on my laptop, just working on stuff. Sometimes I'll have to do an interview in the car. We'll have to stop at a gas station. I'll get out and interview somebody where it's a little bit more quiet and more oh. kind of private for the person I'm yeah. talking to or something hmm. like that. So yeah, it's kind of, it gets hectic and crazy, but it's like you said, very fortunate that I'm able to do this, yeah. which I think a lot of people that are going into music and want to tour a lot and stuff they don't unfortunately think about you know making money beyond uh beyond playing music and kind of like being able to support yourself as a person outside of being a musician like that other side of your life yeah and i think that's where a lot of people trip up and they're not able to continue touring a lot because they're not able to sustain themselves and they you know they need to stop touring so they can go lock down a full-time job and stuff and i'm fortunate enough to be able to have my full-time job wherever I am. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of other people who are graphic designers or artists that do merch for like bands and stuff like that, or their full-time job is a tour manager when they're not touring with their own band themselves. So like they're, there's ways to make money and on while you're also being a touring musician, you just have to be really creative and really 
wow. really strict with yourself and responsible putting in a lot of the work but i think that kind of skips over a lot of people's heads and well, i think that's a very key thing to all of this i think music as a whole i think has gotten a lot more mature and i think a lot mm. of musicians have learned that you need to like you know, there's this caricature of like a band going on tour where they're throwing TVs up. You know, something yeah. like if you told your uncle or something yeah. like, oh, I'm going on tour, they'll be like, hell yeah, like, you're going to toss the TV out the window. Though. <laughs> it's like, no, that has never <laughs> happened in the history of like anything. So, and, but you uh, know, there's that pretty, caricature of yeah. like a musician. But I think now, like, I don't know. It's very rare that I see like a band that's like out of control with right. their like personal like like li- like kind of like going crazy, getting wasted every night, or you know, it's like right. very rare to see that. I think a lot of people are putting in a lot of work to make things work, and at least maybe I'm just very 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 lucky to be surrounded by so many like people that are serious and really focused and working extremely hard at making stuff work. But right. I think at least in in my perspective, of course, that's one perspective of. Hmm. the world but i i think music has gotten a lot more mature and it's really cool to be like surrounded by that and being a musician in this time period I guess as a past resident of Champaign mm-hmm. Urbana, um, I guess what what do you miss about the Champaign Urbana music scene in general? Damn, um, everyone really. I don't. I like. I love this music scene. Loved it very much when I was here. Um, I mean, I think the fights are like my favorite band that I've ever seen. You know, like there's like yeah. all the all these musicians that. I met while I was here all like people like John Menchaca, Aaron Schultz, Camila, you know, like all oh, these yeah. people that are just like some of the best musicians, best songwriters, best people in terms of like put it like I was talking about putting in all this hard work into right. making music work, polyvinyls, all these things that are homegrown. Yeah. And I, I like if there was a kind of picturesque DIY community, it would be champagne. And I, I miss being hmm. surrounded by that. But yeah, I don't know. It's it was very weird to move away. Very, it's weird to come back here now. Being like, you know, I'm I get yeah. very nostalgic. I get kind of upset that I'm not here all the time because I do miss things about it. But mm. yeah, I don't know. I couldn't say enough nice things about everyone in Champaign Urbana, the surrounding areas, Sidoris specifically. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I hear they have a music festival yeah. every year <laughs> called Svenstock. <Wow. laughs> Um, yeah, some, no, but, the, but you know, like you, you're involved with the community too. It's just like I, it's just such a beautiful place, and there's so much great stuff happening. There always has been great stuff happening here, and there always will be great stuff happening here because there's kind of that precedent that was set at some point. Hmm. I don't, I unfortunately never traced back to where it started, and who can I praise the thanks to? But yeah. you know, there is a precedent set here of what a music community should be, and. I don't know. I just I do miss being a part of that all the time. Based on what you've you've said, um, I do think it's interesting that it seems like even some of the more famous Champagne Urbana mm-hmm. bands that have have gone gone out into the world and have toured the world mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. It does seem like they 
do tend to kind of come back and hang out. I mean, you can yeah, look at yeah. like Matt Talbot over mm-hmm. at in Tolono running, be a you know, magnet somewhere. I mean, well, <laughs> my, my wife grew up in Champaign-Urbana, mm-hmm. um, born and raised here. And she's like, she always refers to it as the black hole. Cause oh, like, no. it, it, you know, because it pulls you back in. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and, but I mean, it's, that could mean a good thing though, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's like the, the, instead of spaghettification, it just gives you a nice (laughs) little hug. That's the best word I've ever, that was the Um, coolest thing I've ever heard on a podcast. Well, it's like, that was so sick. That's, that's the real word. That's what it's really called. I know. I was just, I'm blown away right now. I'm sorry to draw you away from that thought. Well, you know, well, it's it's just, oh God, (laughs) but it sounds horrific if you, if you know it, it's just like this. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. You don't have to explain Uh, it. Go ahead. Sorry. uh, yeah anyway yeah yeah, no, like, uh, yeah yeah you are drawn back to the town for sure yeah and i mean i look at that positively at least but maybe it's because well, i wasn't raised here you know i'm i'm approaching having lived here um almost 20 years mm-hmm. oh my gosh um <laughs> and i moved here after college and it, it just seems it seems like it's one of those places that you just it seems right and mm-hmm. it just yeah, seems yeah. like in terms of just social justice i'm mm-hmm. i mean uh it's they're so conscious of and there may be some argument as to whether that's true or not but i mean i i feel like there is an awareness here that i don't get a sense of in in other places yeah what's your favorite like deep cut and it could be an album it could be like a song it could be even a group i guess but i mean Um, just yeah there's a like i i kind of backed myself yeah i backed myself into a corner by saying i loved everything because now i mean i truly do but like now i'm thinking about everything but the fights like i said Mm. like the fights just i don't know there was something about it when i saw them for the first time and kept seeing every time i see them now every time i listen to them now where it's kind of like you're talking about where Champaign-Urbana just feels all right. Where like the first time I came to Champaign-Urbana, I just had that same feeling where I just felt that this was the right place to be at. It felt like home immediately. And it was like, I've never been here before. Why does it feel like that? That's so strange. Mm. And that's so great in a way. But like that's yeah. when I hear the fights, it, you know, I was raised on pop country through mm. my, my, that was what my mom listened to. So I was raised on that like soft acoustic music, which kind of goes back to baby steps a little bit. But like oh, yeah. I was raised by that stuff. I was raised by hearing the sound of a pedal steel guitar. And it's just something that's so nostalgic and, comforting it's like being a yeah. baby and wrapped in your parents arms or something you know you oh, just feel like yeah safe and so when i hear the fights i get that feeling and just i it's it's really hard to explain but you know i don't know something about them just instantly when i hear them it's like this is what music is just like this is what how like you're supposed to like get these emotions from music you know like you you know like this is what music is for it's supposed to make you feel good or feel you a certain like feel a certain way and i feel very good and i it accomplishes that goal of making you feel something right away um but other i mean other projects i kind of came down to champagne urbana because of easter but i i consider easter an oak forest band um, oh yeah because that's their Kyle's from Oak Forest. He was in the music community. Like that was a band before uh, Champagne Urbana. So like I would see them at uh, our friend Namdi's house. He would have shows all the time. So yeah. we would, you know, like Kyle would always play those songs there. But long story short, yeah. I mean, I love Easter. Many people consider them a Champagne band, so I would name drop them as well. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, like Nectar, Cowabunga Kid, all the like all of yeah. Aaron, like Camila and Aaron's bands are just so 
freaking great and awesome. Yeah. And our friend John Menchaca, he has he ran a label or runs a label called Crippled Sound, um, which is a lot of stuff that I never grew up with. It's like a lot of like hardcore black metal. Yeah. It's like stuff that I just wasn't familiar with. And when I came to Champaign Urbana, that was a huge eye opening like experience for me. It was seeing all these like gritty hardcore basement shows and stuff or like seeing a hardcore show on the top of a garage in her like a parking garage in urbana like stuff like the weird stuff that was like yeah this is so bizarre that this is happening and i love every second of it so i mean all the stuff john does um tim reynolds uh band is a pop punk band called horrible things they're still around and still really they released a record this year actually they're in uh tim's in chicago now but okay that uh that was a champagne urbana band for a long time and that those records are just my all-time favorite i just remember being absolutely floored when i would hear those they're the catchiest like pop punk melodies you'll ever hear or punk melody whatever you want to i don't know yeah what genre definitely falls into to me it's just like punk music but i guess it's more like melody driven so people call it pop punk but whatever but uh that those records are the best you gotta listen to wow. horrible things yeah, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast they, I, I, I swear i think I've, I've heard that yeah but i will definitely mm. it was like maybe like 2011 2014 range like somewhere in there they were like okay. an active band more towards the earlier part but of you the, said they that just range. released something so yeah well like, in okay. champagne i mean they were like that was like when they were an active band in champagne then tim moved up to chicago okay. uh, a little while maybe like a couple years ago but yeah but i just saw them they played with nectar at uh, Burlington Bar a couple wow. weeks ago it was great. So, um, I guess finally, just mm-hmm. what's your what's your favorite non musical thing? Oh boy. Um, well, I mentioned being raised in a sports family, um, like a long lineage of sports fanatics and athletes and stuff like that. So, I guess just sports in general. Um, just in general. Yeah, I, I don't. It's not really sports, but like more theater. But professional wrestling is something mm-hmm. that I've. Uh, been really interested in and uh watch blanket statement uh yeah entertainment i love entertainment huh? <laughs> I, I love tv i love sports i love professional wrestling and theater nice. and stuff like that so i'll, I'll cool. use the blanket of or the umbrella of no, i love cool. entertainment <laughs> that's great um well sean thank you for joining yeah, me thank you on so much. Uh, this is a blast on the Truly. podcast and and like you know, have a ho-hos. have an amazing. Oh well, yeah, yeah sure. Oh Please gosh. go ahead and stick those in your back pocket oh. before you drive home. Oh, I would have snuck um, them out of here one way or the other. <laughs> um, but I I have a have a great Jupiter Styles tour. Thank you and, so much. And um, you know, safe travels. And I look forward to hearing you tonight. Although by the time this podcast comes oh, out, past. it's going to be a little bit it's a wacky late. World we live but, um, in. But <laughs> hopefully, you by so you know, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And I can't wait to listen to more of these episodes. It's truly a great podcast. I love listening to it. Thank you for listening to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Sean reminding you great music is out there. Go find it where you live.
Hi. Do you like inane babble? Do you like wasting lots of time? Well, Damien Duffy After Dark podcast might just be right up your alley. Brought to you by Blue Box Studio. <laughs> you did 54312. That's confusing. Wait, yeah, there we go. Okay, okay. so you want me okay. to bunt. Got it. <laughs> bunt. Because it's hand gestures oh. that no one can see. Yes. Anyway, okay, let's get ready. We're going to do the commercial. I'm going to do it right now. You ready? Here we go. Do you hate yourself? Do you wish you felt like you weren't a piece of shit? Listen to Damien Duffy After Dark and learn that there are people dumber than you. Damien Duffy After Dark. After Dark. After Dark. Like an adrenaline shot for your self-esteem. Blue Box Studio. 